Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. Boy, do I know myself a lot better today in this part two with astrologer and psychic medium, Jessica Lanyato. Man, what an incredible episode yesterday, getting to learn about astrology in an even deeper way. And then at some point, my mom popped in and the cameras kept fritzing. So now we don't have video on this because we literally couldn't keep the camera on. A very strange thing happens sometimes with psychics. There's a lot of power and energy in the room. But I will say we edited it down because there's just so much and it was so personal. And at some point I'm like, this might just get so boring for people. And when you're going down that path, you just kind of can't stop. So um, I'm trusting uh, the squad here to edit this perfectly for you to the best of their ability. Um, But I will say, this is what I love about astrology is it really helps you kind of not get to know yourself because you know yourself, but you don't trust what you know. I think astrology helps cement what you felt and knew about yourself and kind of like, it's like that science in a sense that makes you believe. And I've always known I'm not somebody you can kind of hold down and, but I'm really realizing like the key word today is freedom. I need my freedom freedom. I cannot be held down. I cannot be owned. I cannot be stifled. Like I have to be free, which is by the way, why I've been telling Kevin since I had surgery, I want to sell everything. I just want to live a minimalist life. And he just came across a podcast called something. I think it's just called the minimalist. And, and there are people that we've been listening to, or he's been listening to that have been like selling everything off and living a minimalist life. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's my dream. Um, and so, but I'm not married to a minimalist. (laughs) So, um, but it's interesting that my inner desires to be free, all these things bog me down and hold me down and, and stifle me and upset me. 
So I, I need to be able to just fly in every way. So it just reminded me of that. And if you want to give yourself a gift, I really think a great gift for self-care is an astrology reading with someone great like Jessica or Sanjeev, who we've had on the show as well. Um, Do your research. Know who you're getting it from. Yeah. Um, Rose Theodora was great, who Mm. we've had on the show. So we've had some incredible ones. And I feel like it's such a great gift for you, especially as you're starting this year. Um, And we're still starting the year. Don't worry. Um, I think, uh, to really get to know yourself and, and I, and that's what I really appreciated about Jessica's is those little in-betweens, those little things that just click where you're like, Oh my God, yes, no wonder. Um, I had those moments with Rose too and Sanjeev where you're like, Oh my God. But, um, I think, uh, I think it's a very, very, it's a good gift to give yourself basically. I agree. It's so cool. She had mentioned, and I had told you and Kevin this, Maria, but she had mentioned something to me when we were doing our um, little pre about, because I'm, you're good at boundaries. I'm terrible at them. Mm -hmm. And she kept telling me, (laughs) and we were talking about this in another, you know, in regards to my my living situation. And all Jessica said to me was just, you can do all the healing you want, kiddo, but if you don't create boundaries in your life, you won't heal. And I was like, Marie and Kevin are telling me the same thing. The same thing. The same thing. But like you said, you hear it in certain ways or from different messengers. Then you're like, oh my God. And then it just all all clicks. And then you guys say it. And I'm like, yes. Oh my God. Anyway, so it it, it is. Well, you have to always be around people. If you're growing, you got to stay with people who are growing. Right. Because then water rises to its level. So it's like, you're just, you can't really, you're just stuck. Like they are stuck. You're just in that muck. Mm. So you got to be with people who are growing. And, you know, with Kevin, I know he's really, really focused and tried so hard to continue growing because he sees me growing. That's why he was joking the other day. He's like, I'm grabbing on her ankle. She's rising. I'm grabbing on her ankle. I'm like, don't hold me down. <laughs> he goes, like, no, <laughs> I'm trying to float with you. And I go, oh, but you're still kind of pulling me down. He's like, well... <laughs> So, yeah, 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 it's important. Well, it's that's really, probably really again why you're here with me yep. is to learn certain things from me. I'm here to learn certain things from you. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, an authority thing or yeah. I'm an older thing. You can no, only no. learn from me. I'm yeah. learning from you too. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that God brings you with people to to learn things. And I think if you're open enough, you know, I think no matter I'm in a place now where I look back at some of my experiences and I'm like, Oh my God, they were maybe horrible at the time, but I'm so grateful. I learned so much when I was in them. I wasn't thinking that, but like, thank, like thankfully to you and to Kevin, the show, I'm aware enough of that now. So I think, you know, to those of you who are like, Oh, you know, Kelsey's lucky to be with Maria. And I'm like, hell yeah, I am. Hmm. But think that you might not be in a similar situation. I guarantee you're probably learning something in the situation you're in too, you know? So I'm grateful like beyond for you now, but I also like the crap I went through and I'm sure Maria would say the same thing about the crap she went through. You know, you learned, you learned a lot. That's the point of the crap. Ugh, it's hard. Right. You look at your crap. You're like, Oh, I ate a lot of bad stuff yesterday. But then the good stuff shines even brighter. When you have a good crap, you're like, I ate really, I'm kidding guys. That's so disgusting. And I just went down a really gross path. No, but but you know what I mean? Cause now, now I'm like, when I'm with you, I'm like, Oh my God. I like, I can see it from a whole different point of view anyways. Mm -hmm. But yeah. 
All right. Well, without further ado, let's jump into what, <laughs> excuse me, what Mary's we can expect. Here. <laughs> what we can expect out of February and so much more. Can I look at your chat yeah, right now? Or go is for that... it. Okay, that sounds fun. Hopefully, I come prepared. Jessica, is it in my chart to adopt? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say several things. Um, one is no one puts baby in the corner. Right now, your baby. Yeah, you do not like being trapped. So you have a Mars, <laughs> Saturn. Uh, you have a yeah Mars, Saturn conjunction in the sixth house in Leo. You will definitely need an agreement with your partner, with your husband, uh, around responsibility share and, and how to communicate about responsibility share. I'm guessing if you married him and you don't want to murder him, then you already have a pretty good dynamic around that. I mean, sometimes, but, but... <laughs> I mean, it's life and kids are, you know, you have to negotiate when you go pee because there's a baby there, you know, like mm-hmm. there's like so much negotiation and that's not always your favorite thing. Um, and so that is something that I listen something that has blown my mind my whole life is why people do not talk to their partners in detail about how they'll share responsibilities, what their assumptions and needs are before the baby is brought into fruition. Like to me, that's the most common sense thing. Of course, I'm speaking like someone who doesn't have babies or want them, but I strongly recommend it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You have three planets in the Zodiac sign of cancer in the house of children. It's not just the house of children though. So like a very heterotypical astrologer is going to be like, oh, you're meant to be a mother. You should have children. Um, I'm assuming if you talk to other astrologers, they've said that to you. I would not say that to you um, because you have a Pluto square to Venus, the moon and Jupiter, which means you have seen you know, tell me if I get too personal. Nope. You're good. We're worth the heel squad. So they know everything. Okay, good. Cause <laughs> here we go. It looks like you have seen firsthand in your upbringing, how a parent can lose themselves and, uh, mm-hmm. and what it cost her. And you vow to yourself. It looks like as a small child, like before the age of 12 or by the age of 12, you vow to yourself, you would not do that to yourself, which is where those balls came from. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No one's ever said that. Shit. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah. so true. Yeah. So true. I had to draw the line <laughs> recently again. I was like, these people put my mom in a grave and they're not putting me in one too. And I drew the right. line and Kevin was just like blown away because it involves someone that I love more than anything. And I was like, nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope, nope. It's the dynamics in your family and certainly in your early childhood were unfair. And that doesn't mean your mother didn't consent and participate Mm -hmm. because she did, but you have different choices and you have vowed already to break that family line. This Mm -hmm. is a thing in your matrilineage. It has been a source of great pain for generations. It looks like, and because of that, um, you have been taking care of yourself by not truly giving of yourself to people that you get close to because you saw your mother get taken advantage of and lose herself and not in a like, Oh, I lost myself, but like in a really difficult way. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. One of the things that you have come here to do in this lifetime is to figure out how to share of yourself authentically without abandoning yourself or letting yourself go. Like, you know, in a way where you're like, where the hell did I go? Right. Mm -hmm. And how does one do that with children? I don't know. I don't know. It makes sense to me that if you were going to choose to have kids, it would be when you're old enough to know who the hell you are mm-hmm. and what you need. Because in our 20s and 30s, it's very hard to know those things. By the time you hit late 30s, early 40s, you finally have enough lived experience with yourself to know what you need and who you are. And so this is the time where if you were going to do it, would make sense for you. But to your very specific question around adoption and fostering. You didn't name fostering, but I'm going to name it. Mm. You do have a Sun-Neptune opposition uh, in your birth chart, which does suggest to me uh, that it is within your nature to be very happy with fostering or adopting. But I put fostering first. And I put fostering first because that's how it tends to go. Now, I'll say that as an astrologer, what I see of the energies is not always what people choose to do because of convention and pressure and fear. Um, but your chart absolutely has indications for fostering and adopting and or adopting. Um, and I would encourage you to explore fostering if, if you're going in the direction of adoption to also explore fostering. Um, there's a lot more fear around it. There's a lot more issues around it that people tend to have, but it's in your chart that you could be really good at it because What you love is knowing what the problems are. You're not scared of problems. You want to know what they are. And then when you can really understand what they are, you're you're very good at dealing with them when you're actually dealing with them. When you're thinking about them, maybe not as much. The anxiety is in your chart. Yes, for multiple (laughs) places, multiple places. Um, But but the the indicators are absolutely there. But if I may say, like the most important thing is being a parent is not going to change your need for alone time and self-care. You know how you need to self-care because you're a grown-ass adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably have always known it more than a lot of your peers. And it's really, you're going to need to preserve those things. I just often find that like, if you think about like the role of mother and the role of father, and you think about them outside of gender, I think you would be such a great dad. You would be like so happy as a dad. That's what I mean. Isn't that insane? We joke about that in the house. Kevin's going to be the mom and I'm the dad. Good. Because 
you would, you don't want to be a mom. You've never wanted to be a mom. You would be a great dad. I would be an amazing dad. dad. I'll have all the fun with them. (laughs) Yes. You'll also be tough. You'll, you'll, you'll don't have a problem with consequences. You're Mm -hmm. really good at that. Um, You're also really empathetic and supportive. You will be the greatest dad. And if you could, with your partner, have agreements where he takes the traditionally mothering role and you take the traditionally fathering role, I think you could be very happy as a parent. If you're with a man who needs you to be the mom because you're the girl, you know, I fear for his life. Yeah, no, he's, Um, he, the roles are very clear. And what's great is we've had animals for so long. So we know what each other does. Like he's the one who takes them to the vet. I diagnose them and then I am home researching while he's at the doctor and I'm like, okay, they need this, 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 and this, tell them that. Um, So we know kind of our roles. He administers the meds. He does all of that part. That's great. Yeah. That's so good for you. The, if we, if we, if we stick with this astrologically, I want to just validate like the, you have something called Pluto intercepted in your seventh house. You also have your North node intercepted in your seventh house. I know you don't know what that means. Don't worry about it. But, um, what, what I can kind of share with you is that this issue around preserving your autonomy in family. So whether that's with your best friends, with your boyfriend, your husband, or children, or like if, if your work environment is familial, you know, it could be there too. Preserving your autonomy is something that is essential to your spiritual health, which means it's foundational to every other part of you. And when you are in a place where you can preserve your autonomy, you're very good at showing up and being vulnerable and being present and like being nurturing and all the things when you're seeing evidence of being taken advantage of or being minimized. This is where it's like, it's like the, the overflow valve. Like there's like your fuse box breaks down basically. Like it's not good. And any number of things can happen from there. You can be too accommodating, not enough accommodating. Like you can go in any kind of weird direction. It looks like from there. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I think you'll, I would recommend you talk to your husband about before bringing on kids is like, okay, if that's true, whatever words you would put it, can you have like a, like a cacao, like a safe word? So I would say you probably need some sort of safe word when you're just like, I don't know if I want to murder you or bake you cookies. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like when you get to that state of overwhelm to have like a simple safe word where you can just, he knows not to take it personally. And he knows to encourage you to go sit alone. like go in the bathroom and think or something like, you know, that will really help in the busyness of co-parenting. But, you know, say it, there's, if you have a life that doesn't include travel and spontaneity and weird changes of plans, uh, that's really going to affect you, you know? So, Again, there's this way that kids, you know, you can take them on trips, you can do all that kind of stuff, but also kids need stability and all that kind of, you know, stuff. And so I'm not saying, therefore, you can't have kids happily, but it's really about coming back to your dream, honestly. Watch me bring it full circle. Um, It's about being honest with yourself about the parts of you that don't want to do it and making decisions because there's so many things we don't want to do all the time and we make the decision to do them. And when we can recognize our agency 
are that we made a choice, it's easier to bear the consequences when you feel trapped, like you were literally put in a cage by a big ass bird. Like when you feel trapped, then it's panic. Then it's, I'm right where I told myself I would never be. Whereas when you're like, I knew that this was a risk. I knew it would happen sometimes and I'm choosing to participate in it. And I'm going to choose to be different than my instincts tell me to be, or I've seen family members be that's where we break family karma. We break family patterns mm-hmm. and we have like the healing of ancestral wounds in addition to living successfully and well, you know? Um, but maybe having them is breaking the ancestral pattern because if my, if this is coming from fear of me perpetuating the same behavior when I have, I mean, I definitely, I, I threw the gauntlet down. I know I was like, hell no to any of this stuff. No, I'm not marrying a Greek boy. No, I am not doing things your way. I'll do them until I am 18 and I have to, so I can get out of here and do it my way. But I was very, very independent from go. I didn't want anybody in my way. I walked at eight months Look at you. I was like, uh, yeah, I was very, very, my mom was like, you didn't even want hugs. I was just like, everybody get out of my way. I have stuff to do. But, (laughs) um, but, um, yeah, but I, so I wonder if it's, I broke the pattern in that way by not conforming and not doing the same thing. I think I did a little bit of it when my mom was sick, where I gave everything I had, to her. Yeah. And then I, I started realizing, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I doing the same thing she did with my dad where she gave everything to him, but she needed me. She was terminally ill. It wasn't something that was going to be the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and so it was a little bit of a different thing. And by the way, this is a woman who did everything for me. So of course I'm going to do back. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think that I also could break the patterns because I've already broken them. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same way. Like my life doesn't have to be, I I think it's a little unhealthy nowadays where life is just about the kids and making them totally happy and making everything amazing, which is why, you know, they can't handle pain or anything in life because everything's just been taken away. Um, so yeah, I I really agree with you that it can be done. It's just about recognizing that there will be times where that pattern emerges because it's in your heredity, because it's an ancestral pattern, mm-hmm. because it's been activated in your life this whole time. And the, the most effective way you've managed it is by being like, I will walk on my own. Don't touch me. I will not sign the damn contract. Like you've managed by keeping things at arm's length, which I don't think is bad or good. I think it's effective, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and with kids, eh, you're not going to be able to do that all the time. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. 
It's, it's really interesting. I think, you know, I think it's applicable to anybody who's listening right now who has to make a decision, who's thinking about things. Like so many people end up marrying somebody they didn't really want to marry, but they're marrying because they fit the bill and the families like them. And then later, you know, they wake up and they're like, wait, why did I do that? Um, So it is, it is, you know, all of this is just um, reminding us that we have to give things real careful thought um, the the good thing about me and Kevin is Kevin will do everything. He's already, Maria, I got this. Uh, he's like, I'm going to, you're going to hike them out to me. But at first he used to think I was going to give birth to them. So he was like, <laughs> you're going to hike them over to me. I got it. Do your thing. So he's very content with, you know, he's running the ball for the most part and I'm going to be the dad. And <laughs> that's so funny to say, but perfect. I mean, yeah. it's in your chart. It's in your chart that that's what will work for you. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you've got a guy who's like, I want that, like, that is what will make me happy. You've already broken parts of the pattern, the inherited pattern, having a partner who's just like, yeah, I want to nurture. I want to take really care of, I want to listen. Them. Yeah. He really wants them. Congratulations. That's really awesome. And, you know, and I think part of what, what we're talking about also is like, there is no choice that is the perfect choice because every choice has compromise and every choice has a downside. And it's not about seeking the perfect choice, which is what we're usually doing to avoid any amount of pain. Instead, what it is, is it's seeking the most authentic choice you can make. And, mm-hmm. you know, at 35, would this have been the most authentic choice you can make at 25? Would this have been the most authentic choice you can make? No, that's why you didn't make it. Yep. And I think it's really about also people are in such a rush to like, again, settle down my nightmare, but people are in such a rush to settle down that like you said, they just make decisions based on a scarcity of time mm-hmm. instead of an authentic choosing. And environmental and pressures. Exactly. And that doesn't yeah. age well. Or societal like, pressures. Yeah. 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 Whether they're real or not, people really do take them on. So how do you use your medium powers with your astrology powers? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that you're calling it powers. It makes me feel like I should go pew, pew, but I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, uh, I don't exactly work with them together exactly precisely Mm -hmm. because astrology is math and interpretation. So everything that, you know, we've been talking about other than the dream interpretation, uh, is just been astrology, but mediumship, but astrology is an interpretation as well. Like, so yes, you're doing the math and you're seeing the moons and the suns and the planets and all of that, like aligning, and it'll tell you certain things. But then from there, there's a little bit of finessing that has to happen. And it is your intuition. So you have to be able to rely on your, your, you're right about that. It's, it's like, it is intuition. And it's also the lineage of astrology that I use. It's like a combo platter because I am always looking at inherited trauma. Like I'm really, really interested in it. Um, which is why it's the answer to everything. It's everything. It's literally everything. Most astrologers would look at your chart and be like three planets in cancer in the fifth house have all the babies of the world. (laughs) You're the most nurturing woman of the world. And I, a glance at that, but I look at what Pluto's doing and Pluto's squaring it. So I'm just like, yeah, this is not what you want. You've made promises to yourself to avoid this. You know, you don't want a parasite in your body. You know, like there's like a lot of really intense feelings that your body has about mm-hmm. having kids. And it's always had, I have this, this, uh, 
Anyways, I was going to go off on a whole direction, but I, I will keep it on topic to say. No, don't um, forget that direction because okay, that well, direction sounds interesting too. Okay, I'll give you the quick direction and then go. we'll come back okay. to the astrology uh, versus psychic versus medium. Um, so I have this theory that for, you know, people who are raised as girls, um, there's we fall into one of two buckets. There's those of us who, when we were little, we put baby dolls under our shirts and pretended to be pregnant. And those of us who, it just never occurred to us to do that. If you're in the first bucket and you put little baby dolls in your shirt and pretended to be pregnant when you were little and there were no pressures on you, you probably will grow up to be somebody who really wants to have kids, like really feels that need. And for those of us who it just never occurred to us to put a doll in our shirt and pretend we were pregnant, yeah, we don't need it. Doesn't mean we can't choose it. Doesn't mean it wouldn't mm-hmm. be great, but we don't need it. And I think that that's important because there's this lie we were raised with that all girls need to be moms, um, which I reject with passion. Like, I just don't think that's true. Even if, you know, lots of women need to be moms, that doesn't mean all women need to be moms and not at all times. Like, you know, having babies in your twenties when you're a damn baby is to me, not ideal. Like wait until your post Adam return. That was my, my little quick offset direction. But back to like astrology, medium, psychic. Okay, so I'm going to do quick definitions because I'm a Capricorn. I can't help myself. Um, So astrology, we've unpacked, right? There's also medium. And so being a medium means I can talk to dead people and animals. Um, And then being psychic, the way I describe it is it's like, I have this really high speed internet connection and I can just connect. I just have access to data. So I cannot see all of the websites of the world at once. When I am looking at a website, I am not able to consume all of the data of that website, only the page I'm looking at, right? Um, So it's not like I know all the things, but I have access to information that I wouldn't otherwise have. So when I'm reading a birth chart, I will often be psychic without even like planning on it. It's just Mm -hmm. like, it's hard not to be. Although I wasn't doing that with you, just for clarity's sake. Um, With the mediumship, it's specifically having conversations with people who are no longer in their bodies. Um, And so I don't really cast charts for dead people. I don't cast death charts. I mean, I have done it, but I... Never heard of a death chart. Yeah, you can cast a death chart. and Like a chart on someone who's already passed? It's the chart of the moment someone passes. And... What that chart, I don't think there's a great deal of reason for it. There's other ways of doing what a death chart does. So I don't mess with it. Also requires you have an exact time of a person's last breath, which is morbid. So hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard and morbid and a lot of things, but a death chart can articulate the conditions of the death, but also the conditions of the wake of that death of, of what happens within, you know, the life of that death, essentially, mm. because charts we cast for the life of a thing. So it's the life of the death, which sounds intense, but I, I used to use those. I've again, not too much, but before I knew I was a medium. And when I started to realize that I was a medium and that it wasn't just a fluke that I was able to do these things, uh, which took me a couple of years to believe. Um, I, I just kind of like dropped a bunch of practices because I was able to just talk to the dead. Um, and, you know, communicating with the dead has taught me and, you know, different people have different beliefs and I don't want to contradict anyone's beliefs. And 
and you know, I'm a medium. I talk to dead people, but I don't know anything. And, um, and I think that anyone who's alive, who tells you that they know for sure what happens after death has got some hubris because you can't know until you're there. Um, but that said, in my experience, there is no there, there, there is no separation when we're no longer in a body because the body is a state of separation. You're in LA, you're in LA, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in Oakland. We are in different places. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. And that is a thing. But are we actually like energetically? Are we actually in different places? Or are we in one place right now? Because I feel like we're in one place. Mm -hmm. So if we pull the body out, if we pull physicality and location out, if we pull out linear time, then we just have our energies connected, but also maybe you're thinking about your dog and your, and your Mr. Kevin and like, you know, like a million other things. So your energies in other places as well. Um, and that's when we are past, when we are dead, our energy is not limited by time or location. And to me, that's so freeing. It's so freeing. And I'll say there's like a lot of difficulties with being a medium and I don't encourage people to just like try to be a medium lightly because there are some definite risks associated with it. Um, but it is really a gift for me to be able to connect with people who are in spirit and to see their evolution over time. And it's also, I really like working with bereaved people mm -hmm. because I have the tolerance for it. And as you were touching on earlier, most people are like, well, you've been sad for a month. Like let's move along. Yep. And my attitude is, you know, pull out your hair and gnash your teeth and wail for years if you need to, because that's human. 
that's that's what happens when we go through loss. It doesn't go away. It changes us and it's supposed to change us. Um, and I think I, I you know, I really just have a, a great deal of um, passion about being able to be present with people for emotions that they're hiding from other people mm. because they're scared of it overwhelming them or whatever. So I'm not sure if I exactly answered your question about astrology and mediumship, but there is a crossover between those two things, but I don't really hold them as the same, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. I, I'm really curious about the medical stuff as well, because when you were saying everything in your body is like, uh-uh, I, I've always thought that there was a reason that we tried everything and couldn't get pregnant, but I know my body could be pregnant. Yeah. I, agree I with you know 1 billion percent I am fertile and totally okay. Yep. But there's something that blocks it. Uh, if I was to, okay, so there's two things mm-hmm. that I can see. You, you're comfortable with me going Yeah, there? go for it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. One is you don't want to be pregnant. Yeah. That, I mean, you want, it's like, listen. No, like I want I, it, but then I don't want it. It's a very weird thing where I was correct. like, oh, it'd be so cool. Like, but then I don't want the birth thing part. That scares correct. me. I've never wanted to be vulnerable in a hospital, legs in the air with all these people pulling out a child out of my body. Yeah. The way that I think of it is kind of like, I would love to lose 10 pounds. It'd be so fun to be like 10 pounds lighter. Cause I have all these jeans that would fit so well, but you know what I don't want to do? Uh, all the things that need to be done to lose those that weight. Like, mm-hmm. sure. I want the outcome, do, but do I want the process? And I kind of feel yeah. like that's your feeling about pregnancy itself. It's like, yeah, you want it, but do you actually want it? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to do the things that make that happen? So for whatever that's worth, that's part of it, but it's only one part. You also, and I agree, you have Venus, the moon and Jupiter all in the fifth house and cancer, you're fertile. It's not about fertility. That Mars-Saturn conjunction, are you comfortable with me talking about your period? Yeah. Okay, it gives you a really like a punch of a period. Like you're a bleeder and you feel it, but it's like not the longest period in the world. Is that your experience? Yeah. Yeah. Are there thyroid conditions in your family? Thyroidism. Yeah. And do you have thyroidism? I have Hashimoto's. Okay. Yeah. So that's in the chart. Um, and that would be the only physiological, um, indicator for a difficulty in, in timing procreation, right? Uh, because it gives you like wonky ovulation cycles, the regulatory systems of your body. Right. Um, and so your window's weird. It's not that you don't have a window. It's just a weird random window. And if you did like the basal timing test, all the shit that people do, yeah. uh, it probably would be maddening for you. It and never worked. It was so hard. It's not It's not for your body type. It wouldn't huh. work. That's really you helpful this- for people listening, I think, because I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about their thyroid and their, their ovulation window being at odds. Really? Yeah. I talk about it a lot. Uh, obviously, I'm not a doctor and no one should take, you know, medical advice from an astrologer <clears throat> over a doctor. But I will say... I will never stop being mystified and, and outraged by the lack of medical care for people who ovulate. It's shocking for people who have periods for, you know, it's shocking, like how little we talk about perimenopause and mm-hmm. menopause and ovulation and all of those things, because it's not just, we don't just ovulate so we can get pregnant. You know, when we ovulate, I feel, I feel when I ovulate and I don't want to get pregnant, but it's an important part of my monthly cycle. Anyways. Um, 
that Chiron Uranus opposition that you have is the indicator for the thyroid condition. And it is also the indicator for your window being erratic. So sometimes you'll ovulate for, you know, a nice, normal expected window. And sometimes it's like hours and there's no way to predict it because it's, it's erratic. And that is part of why your body says, I don't want to incubate because your system really likes to be a dude. Like it likes to just be like, I mean, like, you know, like the big Lebowski, like weird, independent, walks their own path, not like a man, but like the Mm -hmm. dude. Um, And it's, I don't think it's good or bad. It just is what it is. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Okay. But then there's one last thing, which is to say this, there's a number of factors in your chart that articulate how emotional you get around cycles. So not just hormonal cycles, but certainly hormonal cycles. And I would imagine that if you were going down an IVF path, as opposed to an IUI path, that it would be torturous for you. And I would never recommend it. It was, I did it. You did it. I'm sorry. It was torture. Yeah. Your system doesn't like drugs. I I mean, knew. oh my God, look, that's what I say. I hate medicine unless it's absolutely necessary. Uh, I hate taking anything. And I knew it was totally like counter everything in my Mm -hmm. body to do it. But I was like, I need to have an insurance policy. I don't want to wake up and want kids and not be able to have them. Yep. Yeah. I, I understand why you did it. And, and then it created a whole host of other issues. I'm sure it did. Your, your body has the wrong, like the unexpected reaction to drugs. Like everyone gets calmed down by this pill. You're speeded up. Like your body doesn't like drugs. And on top of it, your system is very good at surviving, Mm -hmm. which sounds good (laughs) until you're trying to do something like IVF. And then it's like, you're being tortured by your body and by the, the like whole process. Um, it's just not, it's not, um, your version of healthy Mm -hmm. and you, if you do decide to get pregnant, you would be a great candidate for doing it with acupuncture, um, Chinese herbs. Like, you know, if you do Ayurveda, something like that, that is complementary, that has a very long and studied uh, lineage of treating hormonal issues, which I feel like Western medicine does not, um, because your system is so sensey, so sensey. Um, and if I can keep going with medical astrology for just mm-hmm. a moment, your lungs are sensitive. Mm-hmm. So in this COVID mishigas, uh, definitely be like super conservative. Um, and the other thing that I would say, and this is going to sound like it's like left field, but bear with me floss, make flossing your part-time job, just like floss and floss and floss and use all the water picks of the world. Like it looks like there's some gum stuff in your family. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, my parents had terrible dental because they never had toothbrushes in the village. So they've always had problems. Yeah. But my teeth have always been great and I never floss. That's so funny. Floss. I give you good (laughs) advice here and now. I say to you, my friend, floss. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Or get a water pick because that might be easier for you than flossing. Okay. Um, But, and and do do you wear a night guard? I do. You need it. You, you're a grinder mm-hmm. girl. You grind. Mm-hmm. I know the kids say like it's grind, but you grind. And then you also grind mm-hmm. and the, grinding. So good. Um, and you're, I assume let's just keep going with this medical astrology for just another moment. If you look at your shoes, they're worn down at the base, the base of the heel. 
Have you paid attention to that? No. Take a peek. If you wear shoes like frequently enough, like if you wear down shoes, uh, because it looks like you you tend to be heavy, heavy heeled, like the way you step can be heavy on your heels, which can actually create knee or hip stuff over the course of time. Um, You're young enough to not have that be a problem yet, but you know, old enough to be aware. Same thing with the gums, you know? And if you do decide to get pregnant and perhaps when you were doing any kind of hormonal therapy, your gums would get sensey. So pay attention to that uh, just to preserve your, you know, your beautiful teeth. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. I want to know what can we all expect astrologically in this kind of coming month? Well, lots of stuff is going on amongst which, and certainly this week, we've been going through a Mercury retrograde. It went retrograde January 14th. And it's over on the third. So So we're in the final moments. We're in the final stretch, like the tiniest, teeniest moments. It will be retro shady for a little while. (laughs) So Mercury retrogrades are, of course, when technology goes sideways and communication gets wonky. And it does that for a higher purpose, which is so that we review and we reflect and we stop going outside and we turn within, right? And the the thing that happens during the retro shade, which will be a few weeks after the retrograde is over, is that uh, we'll be like retracing our steps. So retrograde planets move backwards through the zodiac. And then when it goes direct again, it literally is going direct through those same zodiacal degrees. And so there's this way in the retro shade. So for the you know better part of February, the first two, three weeks of February, that we're going to be kind of revisiting the start of the year. January. And with that, we have the opportunity to reassess and to really determine if the way we're started off the year is working and what needs to be adjusted or changed if it isn't. Right. So to me, that's all very cool. Um, But I will warn you uh, or warn all the people that on the fourth, we have an exact transit that will feel on the third, the fourth and the fifth. And it's called uh, sun conjunction to Saturn. And it's a unpleasant transit. It, it triggers a sense of frustration. This is not a great time for like expressing your love to someone. If you're a creative, it can be a bit limiting. And because it's happening right on the heels of that Mercury going station direct, um, what we have is the potential that the the flow of Mercury no longer retrograde isn't going to feel super flowy right away. It's going to feel like, oh, now I have to deal with things. Oh, now I've got to be responsible to that. And it can feel like kind of a bummer. The transit's only a few days. So, you know, I would just say be really gentle at the start of this month because it's it's starting off a little, a little sticky, to, to be honest, you know. 
And it gets better after? I mean, when people say, does it get better? <laughs> I always get worried. Uh, on February 22nd, um, we have the first exact hit of the Pluto return. Now that is a whole other two hour long uh, conversation potentially. Um, have you heard about the Pluto return of the United States? No. I'm so sorry to be the one to tell you. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you just grabbed your face like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we yes. just had that movie moment where we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so Lay sorry. it on us. February 22nd. Uh, I'm going to put it in my calendar now. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. So the Pluto return of the United States is, has never, this is a transit that has never happened before. Oh, there she went. Oh, there she went. Pluto Should return. I not talk about it? Is that what it means? Or is it just that it's just, broken and we don't take it personally? I just wrote in my calendar, Pluto returns. Yikes. So the Pluto return, Pluto takes about two, approximately like 248 years to return to where it was. Uh, oh, there you are. Um, and so the Pluto return of a country can be associated with the fall of an empire. And this is the first time that Pluto has returned uh, to where it was when the U.S. was established as a country. And um, we started to see the direct impacts of it very broadly in 2008, but more specifically in 2020. And you can easily track 2008 is when uh, Obama the got collapsed. the nomination, when he you know, became elected. Um, and that set into motion great progress and great backlash. And then in 2020, so recently, you know how tragic that was. Um, and so essentially what this transit is, is... Um, we will see what what has really come of this great American experiment. So it, it, it is a real questioning of um, our democracy. You know, is this a democracy? It, technically, it isn't anymore. Actually, um, you know, will we have a period of great destabilization? Yes. Um, have we already been in a period of great destabilization? Yes. Um, COVID is a part of this. You know, it is very much a part of this because, you know, we can't separate capitalism from the pandemic for on a multitude of levels. Right. And so how we treat people, who we value, how we express that value, whether or not our laws are set to uh, care for the people or oppress the people and which people that is all part of the Pluto return. Uh, the separation between church and state, part of the Pluto return not having a royal family because of course the US was established by colonizers who were fleeing, you know, a monarchy. Are we going to recreate one? You know, there's certainly a family or two that wants to be like the ruler of the US. Um all of this is part of this larger political period that we're in. And one of the things I do is called mundane astrology and that is the astrology of, of social and political events. It's like the astrology of, of yeah, of events. And um I have talked about this a lot on my podcast. Um, it is scary to talk about and hear about, but it's also happening all around us. And um, from 2022 through 2024, we're in this phase and things won't be stable. They aren't stable. And that is, you know, unfortunately it is written. Um, and so what comes is TBD. I mean, I don't want to get too scary and political. Uh, if you want to be scared politically, listen to my year ahead horoscope. Um, yeah. But if you don't want to be, then don't listen to my year ahead horoscope. Um, because it's a very intense time mm -hmm. and we are dealing with astrology 
that we haven't seen since the 17 and 1800s. Um, and these were times of great unrest, uh, you know, here, here on this land. And so what I would like to just say, if this like stresses anyone out, which I imagine would stress anyone out, um, is that the chances that we would be alive here in this moment are very slim. Like in the context of all the humans of all the world and all the times to live, it's special, it's unique. And so when we can't be hopeful, when we feel anxious or frightened, my attitude is find ways to get determined, find ways to be uh, kind of an agent for making things better kinder, nicer. Maybe you feel called to do that for the environment, for animals. Maybe you do it with your community or your friends. And maybe I'm going to keep going because we're not using video, right? Yeah. And maybe you do that for the world. Maybe that means getting involved in politics or activism. Um, There's so many ways to be a part of solutions or at least to not participate in uh, the greatest ails of society. And we just need to, as individuals, find our own so that we have a society of people who care and stand up for each other. And that is what we need if we want to avoid the negative potential of these transits. The way I describe it to people is 2020 was the pregame game show for this period we're stepping into. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this kind of like... There's a lot to be concerned about, unfortunately, and the Pluto return is is quite concerning. Um, and and I think that again, there there we are not helpless within it, mm-hmm. and that is something that really motivates me. Is just thinking about how can we, as empathetic people, as caring people, as spiritual people, as people who uh, are have humanita- humanitarian uh, values. Mm-hmm. How can we have our voices heard? How can we participate in the system? And I think, you know, I know we've talked about so much today, but I do think that in spiritual groups, uh, we don't always talk about politics and social justice. Um, It can happen in religious groups a little more than in like spiritual groups. But I do think we need to talk about that more because we live in a system and we're not all you know, beneficiaries of that system in the same way. And mm-hmm. um, if we are empathetic, we must think about how can I use my power, my capital, whatever it is, uh, my privileges, and use them for the benefit of those around me who don't have them. And, you know, if we all did that as a society, then we would have a different society, yeah. a better one. So... Yeah. It's not a a them problem. It's like an Mm -hmm. us problem because we're all connected. Yep. So always, always. Yes. hundred percent with you. Well, Jessica, I am so grateful you decided to spend an entire day with us. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I'm planning on moving in. I hope you don't mind. I'm coming with a a bunch of suitcases. Come on down. You've got Winnie and Max who will greet you. Max might want to eat you at first, but then he'll be your best friend later. Um, but, um, no, I'm super grateful for everything today. I mean, man, did I, I need it. Um, and um, excited and terrified for what's coming. But we will also put a link to your podcast. Um, you're the host of Ghost of a Podcast. That's where you said you have the yes. full yeah. February 
Yeah. If, if people are interested in hearing about the Pluto return, I've talked <clears throat> about it uh, in a bunch in 2021, but uh, episode uh, 237, I talked about a bit, but I have a, an episode called Year Ahead Horoscope. It's 2022 Year Ahead Horoscope. And in that, I, I talk about the astrology of this year, not just personally, but also from a social and political perspective. And uh, it's worth listening to if you have the tolerance for such things. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to listen. So Kelsey's going to include the link. Um, it's called Ghost of a Podcast, Astrology and Advice with Jessica. How did you say it again? Because now we learned it the wrong way the first time, Kelsey. Everyone says uh, says it wrong and it's totally fine, but it's Lagnato. Lagnato. Yeah, Lagnato. It sounds, Lagnato. Well, you say it makes it, it sound Italian. Very Italian, which I'm into. Yeah, we did uh, la- Lagnado. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's the way... It, nobody can pronounce it. It's fine. It's totally fine. But it's Lanyato. Lanyato. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jessica Lanyato. You can find her on Apple Podcast. Her website is lovelanyato.com. That's Lanyato with two O's. We will link to that in the description. You can also find her find her on Instagram at Jessica underscore Lanyato. Um, and so we will put all of that in the summary. So it's super easy for you guys. Um, Jess, thank you so much. Thank you. Have oh, good. I get to see your day. face before it's over. Yay. Take care. Thank Thank you. you Yeah, this is lovely. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.